You are listening to an Elam Christian Center podcast. We hope that you are inspired, encouraged, and empowered by the message you are about to hear. Fantastic. How are you doing this morning, church? Everyone good? Awesome. Can we just put our hands together one more time for Tiffany and Xavier, who just got <laughs> baptized? <laughs> Tiffany and Xavier, man. Tiffany, woman of God, man, she's going to be a preacher, so just watch out. I want to just give her the mic. She could just keep going for the whole service. I reckon that would have been awesome. It's so good. It's so cool to celebrate baptisms and just have you, if you're a guest, a visitor here, if it's your first time at Elam, welcome. Hope you feel at home and just relax, kick back, chill out. We're going to have a good time. And uh, we've got a lot going on in our service today. As you came in, you would have received uh, a little communion cup. If you didn't get one of those later on, uh, our, our team is going to come through and, and hand those out again. If you missed one, you can wave them down then. But just, just so you know, and online, we're doing communion at the end of the service. So uh, if you want to get ready, grab some bread, grab some wine. Um, because you're in your own home, you can choose whatever kind of wine you want. <laughs> we go for the uh, grape juice around here, uh, but uh, you, you do you, whatever you want to do in your house, is your house, your house, your rules. We are in, we are in part five of our series called The Lord is My Shepherd. We're going on a journey through Psalm 23, and uh, the psalm is this, this beautiful psalm. It's been a cool journey so far, and um, let's read it together. Psalm 23, verse one to six, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I shall fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil and my cup overflows. You prepare a table for me in the presence of my enemies. I, um, I recently got back from uh, a trip to India and Sri Lanka. So I was over there visiting our missions partners and our team over there and seeing our pastors, seeing the work. And we, I think we did about 11 or 12 meetings in eight days. We were just going from place to place to place and leaders meeting to leaders meeting and uh, meeting with our pastors and our team over there and building relationship and seeing what was going on. And it was a, an amazing time. But I honestly, today is the first day that I don't feel like I have jet lag. Like to, I woke up this morning, I was like, thank you, Jesus, because it has been brutal this week. It's been quite, quite the experience. But when we went there and when we traveled around and we met all these different people and the teams and the leaders, everywhere we went, there was a table prepared. Everywhere we went, we'd sit down, we'd have some snacks, we'd have a meal, we'd have a cup of tea. Indians love their tea. And their tea is amazing. Like, the tea is not like normal tea here. It's like this ginger, milky tea. It's like, I, I don't drink tea in, in New Zealand. And they're like, would you like a tea? I'm like, give me two. I'm just going to, I'm going to double down on this, man. Like, this is so good. Anytime they said, do you want tea? I want tea. I always want tea. It's amazing. And they... They just prepared a table because we would sit there, we'd eat, we'd talk, we'd converse, we'd connect, we'd have this fellowship over a table. And the concept of a table being prepared for us with our family or with our friends, that makes sense to us. But the Psalm says, David writes, he prepares a table for me in the presence of my enemies. It's like a totally different table. 
It's a totally different way of looking at this thing. And I wanted to, I took some time just to look into this and study this part in our psalm. That's what we're looking at today, this idea of a table in the presence of our enemies. Because I think there's some stuff we can learn about the table. And I think it's going to help, help encourage us in our own faith journey as we walk with the Lord as well. I've got two simple thoughts and we're going to take communion and it's going to be amazing. First thought is this, the table is a place of supply in the struggle. The table is a place of supply in the struggle. Um, as a pastor, I get to do this a lot. I preach a lot. I've preached so many sermons, like I've preached myself silly. It's like I've been 21 years doing this thing, and I just preach all the time. And I, I enjoy preaching here because I know you, you know me. Like, I, I assume that some of you like me. I just go out on a limb on that one. You never know. And, uh, oh, you know, you do me the courtesy of laughing at my jokes sometimes. <laughs> when all else fails, I just make fun of the South Africans, and then we're on. <laughs> Yo. All I need to do is drop a yours liquor. And everyone, <laughs> see, told you. It's easy. But, you know, if, when you go preach other places, it's not always like this. Because they're like... They're trying to suss you out. You're trying to suss them out. You're trying to like find some common ground. And uh, I was preaching a few months ago at a youth gathering in Tauranga. So I went down to Tauranga. They had this big combined youth rally. They're like, Steve, can you come preach? I'm like, I haven't preached to teenagers in like 15 years. And, and, I, and I, so I get up and I start preaching and I immediately am very aware that I am no longer relevant to this generation. <laughs> Like, super quick, eh? I was like, I am not connecting with these young people. I'm, my language is not their language. Their language, I don't understand. Mid and lit and whatever. And they just, and so I'm, I'm dying. Like, as far as preachers go, it's not good. Like, I'm not connecting with them. They're not responding. I'm like, listen, I'm, I am struggling. And, you know, sometimes... When, when you're struggling, you just got to trust the Lord. It's like, Lord, you better just show up here because I'm dying. And uh, it was brutal. They, they weren't laughing. I wasn't laughing. They weren't smiling. Neither was I. I was like, Lord, if you could just come back right now, that would be absolutely amazing. And, and then this amazing thing happened. As I was preaching, I knocked my water bottle off the stand. Full water bottle, just like this, right? And a miracle happened. So I'm dying, I'm struggling, I can't connect with these young people. I knock my bottle off, it bounces once, and then lands perfectly upright at my feet. <laughs> perfectly upright. And instantly the room lights up. <laughs> instantly they're my people. Instantly the gospel is now relevant to a new generation. They, the, this 300 teenagers just erupted. I didn't know what happened. And I looked down and I'm like, the Lord is so good to me. <laughs> and I tell that stupid story to remind you that God is a God of supply in the struggle. <laughs> I'm struggling and God, you try that a hundred times, I bet you it won't happen. But the Lord did it for the very first time for me. He prepares a table for me in the presence of my enemies. And the psalmist writes, 
And, and he gives us this picture that it's, we, we're not living this life with God absent of struggle. But he paints this picture of a God who supplies in the struggle. There's the provision and the goodness and the grace of God in the midst of enemies, in the midst of trial, in the midst of suffering. And, you know, I think I've been walking with Jesus for over 20 years now, and I think there's been periods of time where we've drastically undersold the gospel. I think there's been times where we've painted this beautiful picture of what it is to follow. Give your heart to Jesus and he'll make you happy. Give your heart to Jesus and, and he'll bless you and he'll make your life great and he'll take care of everything. And then the minute we face struggle or trial or enemies, we're like, where is God? I tried him and he didn't really work for me. And I think we've undersold the gospel because the gospel message is not one of the absence of suffering, but the provision and blessing of God in the midst of it in your life. And I don't know what enemies you're surrounded by today. I don't know what you're facing. I don't know what struggle is going on in your life. But I want to remind you today that He is the God that prepares a table before you in the presence of your enemies. That there is blessing and there is supply and there is more than enough. No matter what you're going through, no matter what you're dealing with, He prepares a table in the presence of your enemies. In the presence of your enemies. The second thing I learned about the table is this. It's a place of restoring relationship. It's always awkward when the preacher has to open a bottle in front of everybody. You can watch me do it, everyone. Here we go. It's going to spill a little bit. Nine out of ten? That's about right, eh? It's pretty good. It's a place of restoring relationship. Ben, you guys can come because we're, not, we're, not, we're going to be here for a good time, not a long time today. Many of you will be aware that I have an identical twin brother. And I've said it before, but I'll say it again. God looked at this and he thought, that's so nice, I'll make it twice. <laughs> he looked down at his creation and he thought, the world needs two of those. <laughs> One is not enough. But growing up, my, my brother and I now, we have a really good relationship. But growing up, we hated each other. We, like, we just were at each other all the time. We fought so much, like... My poor mum, I just feel so sorry for her now. Like we did, we'd just fight all the time. And the trouble was that we would always escalate our aggression. So like, he would hit me once, I'd hit him twice. He'd hit me three times. Because you've got to like try and even the score, right? So we'd just keep going and going and going. This is what we did every single day, every day. It was crazy. And I remember one time I, I got annoyed at him. So I went and I messed up his bed. I go into my room later, he's trashed my whole room. Drawers out, clothes out, bed is literally flipped up against the wall. It's chaos. I mean, what a psycho. <laughs> Please pray for him. He's got, he's got issues, man. I pray for him every day. Lord, show up. What my mum would do, she'd get so fed up at us, and I, I'm, I, I'm sorry, mum, I know you're watching, I'm sorry. My mum would like lock us in a room together and we're like, you're not coming out until you sort this out. You're not coming out until you've made up. Oh man. So then we'd like look at each other angrily for like 40 minutes and then be like, we need to get out of this room. Let's just, let's just pretend we're okay and move on. But my mum was like, you got issues? You need to sort them out. Before you can go on, you've got to sort out the issues. And what's interesting as you read the psalm 
is the Hebrew word used for the word table. Now, at an ordinary table is a tavala. That would be the word, a plank of wood. That would be the word that they would use for a table, tavala. But that's not the word used here for table. The word used for table here in this psalm is the word shulchan. And the word shulchan is the same word for reconciliation. In fact, it means a place, or shulchan is a moving towards resolution or reconciliation. And that's really interesting. Because when you read the psalm now, in light of knowing what this table is, it's not a place of boasting and pride in the presence of your enemies. It's a place where God makes a way for that to get healing. So the Lord prepares a shulchan, a table before me in the presence of my enemies. It's not to say, ha, 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 I'm eating and you're starving. It's to say, come sit at the table with me so we can mend what is broken. Come sit at the table with me so that we can find resolution and restoration and healing along the way. And it's an amazing concept to think that God prepares a table before us in the presence of our enemies. God is always interested in making a way to restoration. God is always interested in making a way for unity and healing. And I wonder how many of us in our lives, and I know how many, I know how many of us have this, all of us, have like relational breakdown. Like some relationship in our life is broken down. It's there's tension, it's not easy, there's issues, there's stuff going on. And maybe even some people that used to be close in your life, you now consider enemies. And I wonder if today God is wanting to speak to us to say, he prepares a table, he, pre- he makes a way. Not for you to stay at odds with those that you're distanced from and opposed to. But maybe God is wanting to make a way for you to find healing to that relationship. Maybe God is wanting to prepare a table before you in the presence of your enemies so that you can find that place of restoration. Maybe God is even today calling each of us to invite that person back to the table. Because God's heart is always restoration. God's heart is always reconciliation. God's heart is always to have healing. And there is an invitation for you There's always another seat at the table, right? There's always a spot for someone to come and sit. And I wonder if God is asking us today to make way, to put out an invitation for someone to come and sit at the table with us that we might find healing and wholeness and trust the Lord to do what He wants to do in that. Because this is exactly what what God did for us. So in your hand, and you can hold on to it now, and and the, the team, like if you need communion, there's... If the team's got baskets and stuff, if you guys could just wander around. If you need one, as these guys wander around, just give them a wave and they'll bring it to you if you don't have it already. See, this is, this is exactly what God did for us, right? So, while we were enemies of God, while we were sinners, while we rejected God and were far from Him, and we were enemies of God, Jesus died for us. So Jesus made a way through his broken body and his shed blood 
that we now come and we sit at this table, right? And it's the table of communion. It's a table of reconciliation. It's a shulkan. And there's this open invitation to any and everybody to say, you can come and sit at the table of the Lord and you can receive grace and healing and forgiveness because once you were far from God, but through Jesus, He made a way for reconciliation with the Father. The debt of your sin paid, not because of what you did, but because He prepared a table. His body was broken. His blood was shed on that cross. Paid the debt. He finished it all. And so now there's a table, there's an invitation. And it's like the Lord is there and we're here. And He's like, you can come, freely come. And you can partake in what I've prepared for you to find that place of reconciliation and healing and restoration of right relationship. So we all mess up. We all fall short of God's standard. But thank God that Jesus made a way. I didn't have to make, I, I didn't prepare the table. He prepared it. And I want us to take a little moment. The, the band is going to um, sing a little item. And I just want us to take a moment just to sit and hold our communion and to just allow God to just speak to you in this moment. And what I want you to do is as they're singing, if there's a moment where you're like, hey, I'm ready to take communion, you just take it. You just take it. So just as you feel led, you just take it. And make this a little moment where we, see this is the, the beauty of communion. Like Jesus said like to go and to do this in remembrance of him. This is a remembering moment. We go, I'm coming back to the table, coming back to the table. I didn't earn it, I don't deserve it, but there's an invitation to the table of the Lord to find healing and reconciliation with Him. Let's pray. Father, we thank You that You prepare a table before us in the presence of our enemies. And though we were once enemies of You, far from You, dead in our sin, You prepared a table for us that through Jesus we might find wholeness and freedom and reconciliation back with you. So I pray you just, Lord, speak to us now.
amazing part of this psalm is that it doesn't end there. It says, He anoints my head with oil and my cup overflows. So at the table, you find that restoration. I think God blesses you beyond that. There's anointing of your life, the anointing of the Holy Spirit to live for Him, power you didn't know you needed. Then your cup overflows. There's an abundance of God that He leads you into in your life. And I'd love to pray for us this morning. Can I ask everyone in the room just to bow your heads and close your eyes? Online, you can, you can join us too. I don't know your story. I don't know your journey. I don't know where you're at with the Lord today, but I want to extend an invitation to you if you have never said yes to Jesus before. Or maybe you would be honest and say, Steve, my life is not right with God and I need to get it right with God today. Friend, God loves you. God made you. He's got a great plan for your life. We all mess up. We all sin. We all fall short of a standard. But just like we experienced this morning, Jesus made a way for you and for me. He paid the debt that you and I would do for our sin on that cross. Then he conquered death in the grave and he rose again. And he extends to every single one of us forgiveness, grace, forgiveness for all your sin, a new life that begins right here, right now. It's called being born again by the Spirit of God. God will make you a new person from the inside out. You get to walk into the plans that God has for your life. They're plans for good and not for evil to give you future and hope. It's not always easy, but He prepares a table before me. And then there's this great promise of eternity in heaven with Him. And if you're here today and your life isn't right with God, but you want to get right with God today, either for the very first time or maybe you're, you need to reconnect with God. Maybe even after hearing Tiffany's story, you're like, man, that's me. I, gotta, I need to get right with God today. I want to invite you to pray a simple prayer with me. I'll pray it out loud. You just pray it in your heart. When you pray it, I want you to mean it with everything you've got. This is your prayer, not mine. I'm just, I'm just leading you in it. Are you ready? You pray it in your heart. Say these words. Say, God, today I surrender my life to you. I know I've sinned, but I believe Jesus, you died for me. So right now, I turn from my own way and I turn to you. I ask that you would come into my life, forgive me of every wrong. Come and be the Lord of my life today. Make me brand new. I choose from this moment to follow you in Jesus' name. Just with your eyes still closed and every head bowed, if you prayed that prayer, super proud of you. God is smiling down, man. And I'd love to know who prayed that prayer. And what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna count to three. And if you prayed that prayer, either for the very first time or maybe you just got right with God today, I want you to be really brave when I get to three and I want you to put your hand up nice and high. And I'm not doing that to embarrass you. I'm not gonna stand you up, but I am asking you to take a little step of faith, put a little bit of action to your decision. Online, there's a button coming up that says, I raise my hand or there's a link in the chat. I want you to click that if you prayed that prayer. All I'll do is I'll see you, I'll acknowledge you. You can put your hands straight back down. Just take this one little step of faith. Are you ready? On the count of three. One, two, three. Hands going up nice and high right now. Awesome. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, to my left. Thank you, 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 thank you. Amazing, amazing, amazing. Incredible. Yeah, to my right, up the top. Online, we see you too. Online, two online. Fantastic. Just click that button. It's right there. 
Take that little step. Three online. Praise God. Amazing. Father, we thank you for your incredible grace to us. We thank you for all you've done and are doing in this room in our hearts and our lives. And we just thank you, God, for those who just said yes to you. What a joy it is to be in a house where lost people get saved. And so, Lord, I pray, bless them mightily. May they know you're exceeding abundance, Lord. May they know not just that you reconcile them, but that you anoint their head with oil and their cup overflows. God, I pray you bless them right now. We rejoice as all heaven rejoices. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, church, can we put our hands together? Thank you for listening to this Elam Christian Center podcast. Please subscribe to keep hearing more life-changing messages. For more information about our church, please visit www.elamchristiancenter.org.nz.